0: Today is December 9th, 2022, and on the Teensy Leader podcast we have Dan Bailey. Hello everybody. It, wait, Daniel? Dan. Dan. Dan.
1: <laughs> legally Dan. But well, legally Daniel.
0: Legally Daniel. Yeah. But <laughs> but don't don't.
1: Yeah. Only don't yeah, yeah. only three people call me Daniel. Who's that? Uh my parents, parent uh people who fuck me and people who want to get punched really hard in the dick. Or Last genitals, same, genitals actually,
0: depending on how you go, right? <laughs> <And> <laughs> genitals, we're we're equal. equal I'm, I'm an opportunity, equal opportunity genital, genital smacker. M- mutilation
1: yeah. <laughs> and well, I wasn't going to go mutilation. <laughs> but okay. Mutilation and smacking are different.
0: Yeah. What a great couple <laughs> minutes to start the podcast. Hey everybody, this is Dan Bailey. Um, uh, so welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming Oh, thanks for having me. It's so good to be here. So great. Um, so maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, just give us the basics, Yeah. the basics of everything, your name, your pronouns. You can say your age if you want. I haven't really included that. Hard pass. Hard pass. Um, and then just like your background, you know, where you're from, give us maybe your background before you got into art or whatever. So
1: much to remember.
0: We'll go from there. I'll, I'll ask you more questions after that
1: you' already oh uh, okay yeah <laughs> so yeah Dan Bailey um he 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 you know I really actually don't care what you call me I could you know you could he, call me a house plant I don't give a shit he it he it yeah you with the face that's fine he it you yeah um what was after that I'm uh, dude I've had, had a, a lot of couch. head injuries I can't remember. <laughs>
0: Your background, my background, your background. Yeah, where were, you, where were you born? Let's. I'll give you. I'll give you the uh, the Facebook. Um, yeah, questionnaire yeah, the Facebook. That'd be good. Survey real fast. I've had where, a lot where, of where head born?
1: injuries. Like we were talking about before this started, part of my background. I've had a lot of head injuries. <laughs> I've been playing hockey for thirty years. I've had a lot of head injuries. i Can't remember stuff. We could cocoa um, you. Cocoa. Yeah, we'll like play you a
0: song from like. When what what year did you graduate? We'll play you a song from that year. Graduate what? High school. I thought you
1: weren't going to ask me my age. (laughs) Sorry. I'm on to you.
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay, you just just say whatever the most popular song in high school was. We'll play it, and suddenly you'll just be like a boy la coco. You'll just like open your eyes and be like,
1: oh. You know it's oh what was really big when I was in high school, um, and I didn't care for either. But like Hootie and the Blowfish and the Goo Goo Dolls were starting to get really big. When I was in high school mm,
0: The 90s 90s sometime That sounds like Yeah, yeah, 90s, 90s Yeah, late me. 90s, yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah well, you don't have don't to play it. it No, no, no If if we played something like that We'd probably get dinged Yeah,
1: say so you won't get on YouTube They'll cancel yeah, your shit real they'll, fast
0: They'll just, yeah We're not big enough for any of that Anyway, right. I want to be with you um, <laughs> uh, where, where, where <laughs> That'll get you in Where you born?
1: When or where? 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 Uh, so I was born in a town called Antioch, which is in um, it's like just north of San Francisco, a little bit in California. Contra Costa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually, that's actually I I lie on my Facebook, and when it says hometown, I claim Boston because growing up, I spent most I kind of split my time between California and Boston. I don't remember anything about Antioch. I was I was born there. Um, I lived there till I was like two, and then. Moved out and then bounced around a lot. My parents were in the military, so we bounced around like a ton. But
0: I was about to say why why those two? But military, military, yeah. Brad. That makes sense.
1: Boston. Well, so I'm, like most of my family's from Boston because I'm I'm Irish, so my family's all mostly Boston, and then I got a bunch in Ireland too. Do you got a good Boston accent? I did. I don't know if there's such a thing as a good Boston accent
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, my mom, my mom's from Massachusetts and she just like every once in a while, it, it'll slip. It's weird. Yeah. Well, she like she can do it. Um, she can do a pretty decent one, like uh, just trying to do it, just trying to make fun of Boston people. But then when she's <laughs> actually talking, she says certain words in a way that you're like, oh. Oh but you're for yeah. real. Like there's certain words that are just ingrained. I can't think of any That's No, I know exactly what you're
1: talking about. It's it's the same with me. Like uh well, so if I go back to Boston, if I'm there for like two days, I'll come back like Pak the Khan, have it, yet. yeah. You know, that mm-hmm. dumb shit, which I hate by the way. Um, the one that always gets me even still now is the weekends of Saturday. Yeah. I still mm-hmm. print out Saturday. Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. Yeah.
0: Saturday. I know there's there's tree. Tree. Oh fuck's sake! Tree, the number tree. I the know I'm tree? saying no, tree like a tree, Christmas tree. That's
1: not a that's not Boston that's, tree. That's, that's like a New York. Yeah. I when yeah, I hear someone probably. say, "Oh yeah, I, I did it three times," it's like get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> it's I think New York. You know, fuck them.
0: They're all in the same place. Garbage just all Yeah, the Northeast. <sighs> bitter.
1: Don't lump Boston people. in with New York. Oh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> fighting words. Oh dang! No. I, you know
0: what the thing is, like. Okay, let me, let me say this. I love musical theater, right? Never been to New York. Never been to Broadway. Never been to any. But I have been to Boston. So does that make up for any of it? I'm, and, you know, I, no, and I I love musical theater. Like, when I say I love musical theater, it's not just like I listen to musical theater and go do all that stuff. Like, right. I, I, like, it's have like a, been in many musicals. Right. It's not like
1: I saw one one time. I saw yeah. one and it
0: inspired
1: no, me. No, I think, I don't, I, you know what, I mean, I don't. Generally speaking, I'm kind of a purist, um, but I don't really – I don't think that's like – you don't have to like earn like street cred and be like, oh, you're not allowed to say that you like musical theater if you've been to New York. Like that's fucking dumb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. I like anal sex, but I've never been to jail, so. <laughs> uh, freaking um, Boston. God.
0: I'd love to go back there. Uh, so you spent that's most it. of your time in Boston, and then I'm where down. else? Like you, you're a military – Brat, so you moved around.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we moved around a bit. Um, and then when I was 17, I went into the military. So I, I bounced around mm-hmm. a ton after that. So I, I think I was, my time in the military, I think I was in nine countries before I even had a passport.
0: What did you do? Um, military, if you can say.
1: Yeah, so so I went into the Army first. I was an Army Ranger for two years, and then I went into the Air Force, and I worked in munitions, so I built bombs for a living mm-hmm. <laughs> for, like, three years, and then I switched to um, combat control and operations intelligence, which is – so, like, on. You know, if you've seen movies and shit, like, um, in a special forces team, like, kind of everybody has a specialty. There's, like, a medic mm-hmm. and a sniper and stuff like that. So that was – like, so I was – uh, combat control is, like, special forces – in the Air Force. And then on that team, I was the intelligence guy. So I had to go through like all the special forces training. And then I had to go to DLI and learn another language. And then I had to go through like counterterrorism and Air Intelligence Academy and all that stuff. So I was in school for like three years almost. That's a lot. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was It, it, it was pretty dumb.
0: Can, I, can what language did you learn? Can I ask that? Can I how many how much of this can I ask? I'm, I'm
1: going to keep. Well, you just can ask anything that. you want. I just can't answer everything for sure. I'll just yeah. <laughs> keep asking until you just
0: like stare at me blankly and I'll I'll move on. Um, what language did you learn?
1: Uh, I learned Pashto, which is what they speak in Afghanistan. So pa- like yeah, my makes focus sense. Was, make that makes yeah. a lot. of, Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially the time period. So like I went through DLI, which is the Defense Language Institute in Monterey. Um, I went through in it 2004, no 2005, 2005. It was like mm-hmm. 2005 to 2006. So, yeah, it was like right after September light was a big thing. Mm-hmm. It was a whole deal. It was a thing. Yeah, it was whatever. Where Do you remember where
0: you were on September 11th? I keep having this conversation with people. I do. Yeah. Uh, and I was personally um, uh, eating Fruity Pebbles. Because you were like three. Because I was like – I was in sixth grade. I was in sixth grade and I was – Watching the Twin Towers fall, eating fruity pebbles. And ever since then there's this like weird thing where I see fruity pebbles and I'm like terrorist. It like takes you back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm like, why that would suck. why do I taste terrorism suddenly? What <laughs> <I don't laughs> does know. terrorism taste like? Well, it tastes <laughs> it tastes like Barney and Fred. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ.
1: There's, there's a whole lot to There's work a whole with lot there. to unpack yeah. there. There's there. a lot to unpack, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> anyway,
0: moving on. I guess we'll do that a bunch on this. Where where even are we right
1: now? Uh, we did where I was from, my name. my. You were in the military. I'm uh, military, yeah, and then yeah. we think we were, yeah. And we are just
0: asking about that. What? How long were you in the military? Ten years, about.
1: Ten years. Yeah, was like, did oh, you enjoy it? I enjoyed parts of it, yeah. I think. Yeah. Getting shot sucks. Ooh. Um, So I didn't like that, but yeah, everything else is all right. For sure. I don't, you sure. know, I get, the military, We're so like the thing with the military is it's like it, it to be successful in the military, especially doing like the kind of job I did, it, you have to rewire your brain to like survive. Mm. So you can't like, it's really hard to look back on it and go like, oh, that was stupid. Because it like, because mm. if it really was stupid, you wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Like it's really hard I th- it's it's I think it's very uncommon for to look back on someone who was in the military for more than a couple of years and ask them about it and have them go like it was bullshit I hated every second this was stupid like that's very rare and usually those are like isolated people and it's because they were pieces of shit mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they caused trouble and you know probably got arrested and did dumb shit all the time
0: dummies <laughs> <laughs> damn dummies stupid dummies <laughs> why'd you do that why um. That's pretty cool that you were in the military for ten years. What, where did you uh, go after that? I, I would imagine that like having something dominate a decade of your life and then it leave, it leave leaving that thing right might be kind of a a loss of self in a way. Yeah, like you you say you had to rewire, so it's like Dan became Dan. In the military, and then it's like, Dan, the military doesn't have to exist anymore, so who's Dan?
1: Yeah, well, that was – I mean, that was the weird thing is like – so I grew up – like we talked about before, like I grew up in a military family, so that was kind of like my life. And then I always knew I was going to be – like I was, I was in the recruiter's office doing my paperwork to leave when I was 16. Mm. I was just sitting around waiting for my 17th birthday to wow. leave, to turn 17 so I could take off. Um, I wanted to go career hmm. – um, but, uh, yeah, you know, shit happened and, um, I, had, yeah, I had, I was married at the time and had a kid and he was really sick and I was, I was deploying all the time and I was always gone. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be here. And then he goes to the hospital or something like that. So, um, so I, I had to get out, but I wanted to stay in. So it was like even, even worse when I got out. Cause I didn't want to be out. Like, so I had totally rewired my brain and was like, I'm just going to be here. Like, I'm going to be here for 30 years unless somebody kills me first, but God, I'm pretty yeah. quick. So that's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then I was like, "But I have to take care." You know, having a kid changes you. Mm-hmm. So,
0: mortality sets in.
1: Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird like that. I thought they told me I was indestructible, and I believed them. And then I was like, "Oh no, that's not right." People die. That's weird. That does happen. <laughs> it does happen. Shit. <laughs> it's always weird. I thought it was them. I didn't know it was us.
0: So where did you go? Where'd you go after the military? You you had you had a kid. Yeah. Uh, no more professional life or no more thought set of like i'm going i'm going career you know yeah yeah like i didn't know
1: what i was gonna do um i i uh actually got recruited by the nsa when i first got out um and then they wanted to like stick me in a hole and send me back overseas um there was like a contracting company that tried to recruit me but they were going to send me to cuba for like two years um so i had to turn all that to so i like i i felt like i had no skills so i was i just it was like all right well what do i like to do that i could spend my time doing that's not you know what i mean like as a civilian it's really hard to say like what do you want to do with your time um, kill people and break their stuff like that's not a thing you can that's, <laughs> like the, really that's, it's not very kosher. it's not very kosher yeah it's not people don't like that yeah Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> like, no, no. um yeah so it, you know i i was it and that's the weird shit like is I was like, what do I like to do? Video games. Those are cool, um, which is, isn't, isn't even what I did right away. I ended up going to school for, I figured, so I worked in casino surveillance for a couple years. And then I figured out I had a seizure disorder. And that got me really interested in uh, learning about like neuropsychology. So I was Ooh. in school for like three years doing that, um, got my bachelor's in neuropsychology, and I was in grad school. I was getting my PhD in psychology. And then Went to a Star Wars convention like nerds do, and uh, saw a commercial for like a video game school, and I was like, you know what, that's my jam. That's it. <laughs> that's the jam. And I am I, I I'm not even kidding. Like I was at this Star Wars convention dressed like a Jedi, ladies. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know I was like, that's what I want to do. And as soon as I got back from the convention, I went I went in and, and dropped out of my program, and then. Enrolled in a in a master's program in game production, and I've been in video games pretty much, video games and film pretty much since.
0: Video game production and film ever since. So that's you background before your your current art. I want to segue before we go into the art (laughs) about uh, hockey because we've I don't know if we mentioned it during any of the time that we've actually been up, but uh, we we said we said it at some point. You're a hockey player. Yeah, I'm a hockey. player. You've been a hockey player for thirty years.
1: Yeah, I started. Playing one probably more than more than 30 you keep tricking me into saying how old I am
0: I no it's just I'm not trying to trick you it's That's more than 30 old. it's uh, 30, 30 years so since you were out of the womb like I was yeah I was a out, kid I was yeah. a
1: single digit individual yeah, in, yeah. aged mm-hmm. age person mm-hmm. yes
0: yeah. yes yeah, there we go cool yeah. yeah yeah um and what's what's your relationship with hockey I mean so we're in Reno Nevada and as far as I know the only hockey rank is the one down south they built yep. one down south reno ice yeah yeah is that where you do all your stuff or um
1: most of it uh, I, I mean 90 percent of my ice time is there um but i play i play for a team out of northern california so i have to drive down to like stockton vacaville roseville a lot that's cool what's the name of the team the, that's down there is the North norcal it? stampede stampede norcal stampede nor,
0: yeah. nor is there a south cal
1: stampede <laughs> no
0: used <laughs> to North Cal Stampede, okay?
1: No, it, North Norcal, not North Cal. North. North Cal.
0: What, do you have any sort of uh, like things that your fans do? I I guess I just think of the Buffalo Casino video game. Most people probably don't know that unless they're from Reno, but there's like this thing. I know the, I know the there's slot the machine. Buffalo slot machine I know and I think if it's hitting it says Stampede. I think if it's like hitting, it's like Stampede and all the Buffaloes are going (laughs) and stuff. Is that like, I just imagine that your crowd would, you know, when they're really hyped, they would be like Stampede.
1: You know, I honestly, I don't know the answer to that because this is my first season playing for that Mm -hmm. team. So I haven't experienced a home game yet. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I, I don't actually know. So last season, the team was the Stockton Stampede, but they don't play out of Stockton anymore. So... That's why the they switched name. to the NorCal Stampede mm-hmm. and right after they switched to NorCal Stampede is when I made the team. So this is my first season with the team. Congratulations! Thanks, thanks. Yeah, Are you looking forward to it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. It's bittersweet because it's 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 a minor league team. So mm-hmm. technically mm-hmm. speaking, I'm a professional, semi professional hockey mm-hmm. player. Like I get paid to play hockey. It's dope though, uh, which is cool. But it's there's a team in Reno mm-hmm. that's really good, and I tried out for that team first and didn't make it. Which is why I went to NorCal Stampede. The, the team here in Reno is actually – they're really good. Wow. Yeah. That's, they're actually really good.
0: That's weird that they—that like a team would come out of Reno and be really good out of nowhere.
1: Yeah. Well, I, a lot of them are like – they've been – there's like a, like half the team has been playing together since they were like teenagers. So they've been playing together where? for 20 years. A lot of them are from Northern California, okay. which is weird. Um, a bunch of them still live there. Like there's dudes that are like in San Jose, Vacaville.
0: I'm just imagining like, them all there? going to like Virginia Lake in the dead of winter and be like, Hey guys, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> uh, race to Birdshit Island. <laughs> uh, okay. No, a lot of them
1: there's there's a couple guys on the team that I that used to play pro um in different leagues. Like there's one guy that played, I think, in the ECHL. I don't remember what team he was on. There's one guy that played pro in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. So it's it's ed, actually
0: yeah. pretty pretty uh decent like amount of games around here.
1: Yeah, I think they have like twenty-four home games. Mm. The the Ice Raiders do. The Reno. Reno Ice Raiders is. Reno the team Ice here.
0: Raiders. I'm gonna have to check it out.
1: Yeah, they're they're real they're actually really, really good. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna murder us.
0: Everyone in Vegas is always like, oh, the golden knights and well, I'm fuck like, the knights. oh I don't even know anything about hockey. Fuck the golden knights. Who's the best hockey team? Boston Bruins. How did I know you're gonna say a Boston team? The Bo- yeah. Bruins,
1: Bruins, Bruins, like the bear,
0: like the Bruins. At the Bru- I've never heard of the Bru- Bruin bear. Yeah, I've heard a brother bear. I don't know Bruin bear. Sorry. Yeah, it's anyway. the only reason I even knew before that was. Well, <laughs>
1: I mean, growing up, I've always been a Bruins fan. But then when I was in high school, the the mascot was the Bruins as well, which is weird. The Bruins, and I, then I think UCLA is the Bruins. I went well.
0: to Galena High School, and we had the Grizzly and grizzly i never is, there's a bruin bear it's like that's an actual name you know type I'll, of I'll be
1: right. i'm trying to i'm trying to sound all smart and shit the, the reality is uh, outside of a mascot i've never heard of a bear referred to as a bruin this is
0: this is one of those yeah, uh, mandela shit. effect things maybe we're all just know. thinking of the uh the bernstein bears could be the Bruin Bears is some other type of it's, thing. It's it's
1: like all the, all the teams that I know of that their mascot is the Bruins, it's a it's a bear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the like the Boston Bruins, one of their like their alternate jersey this season, it's a, it's a big bear head. Mm. They've had it before. UCLA is the same. Um What do you get?
0: It's Dutch for brown, so it's an English folk term for a brown bear. Dutch for brown an English folk term for brown bear. Mm-hmm. There we go. Okay. Mystery solved. It's the Dutch, (laughs) the dirty Dutch, (laughs) the the dirty, dirty Dutch. Um, That's that's pretty cool. I want to come see see play a game sometime. Do you have any that are like in Reno or is it all? Yeah.
1: Um, So I will be playing against the Ice Raiders in Reno on January. I think. Oh, it's the 13th and 14th. We have two games against them. It's a Friday and a Saturday. Yeah, those are the first two games against the Ice fun. Raiders. Yeah, and I think we play them again in February.
0: How many people get hurt on average, like really badly hurt?
1: Like, well, it depends on what you call really badly. Let,
0: let me rephrase the question. Are the demographics of your fan base kind of like the NASCAR demographic fan base? <laughs> like they, they're, there, they're there for the racing, but they're also there to see shit go bad.
1: So Reno fans... Um, they yeah, they're there. The Ice Raiders play the game a specific way because of the fans. Right. The Ice Raiders play a really heavy game. They play really, really physical and they fight every opportunity <laughs> oh they my get God. because the fans go apeshit for it. They love it. The fans in Reno love fights. They love heavy hits. Like oh they love They're really crazy. physical hockey, I mean, when you're saying that,
0: it sounds fun, it sounds fun more fun dudes when get hurt, hurt a lot wet. there's
1: a lot of a lot injuries are very, very common. I'm also just going to be cringing the whole time though <sighs> <sighs>
0: Hypochondriac. it's
1: yeah, it's um, you got this, yeah, it's something else, it's something else oh bunker. Is it, can you
0: check if that um if the if it's focused on us still wait
1: maybe if I just it looks like it's meat gazing you a little bit
0: I just feel like when the every time it's on autofocus and every time you you put that ar- her arm right in front of it it's gonna go on the arm oh you know what I mean and yeah it'll like refocus to like your shoe or something
1: like that oh, I wonder if I shouldn't cross my legs like it's that. a it really likes your it's I'm okay, trying yeah. I'm trying to be a lady but
0: yeah it's it's whatever it does what it does as long as as long as we just uh keep our faces nice and nice and crisp here. Right up front. Um uh anyway, so I think that's that's enough kind of about your your background. Uh so video games. Video games, yeah. So video games. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what we could start in video games and then go to the film. Or yeah. should we do like video games, voiceover, film? Like what do you think is the well, best. That's, yeah,
1: video games, voiceover film is kind of right. how it happened. Yeah. Um so I got into like, I had, like, kind of a background in project management. Um, so when I got into video games, I started as a tester, and pro- I like programming. Um, but I wanted to be a producer because I, I always thought, like, I was kind of ignorant to it going in. I thought producers were, like th- – I thought producers in video games were the same as producers in film, which is not the case. Um, that I thought producers in video games, like, they were the bosses. They were in charge of everything, yeah. and that's not what how it is. They're- it
0: who's in charge?
1: Um, well, there's usually – well, it kind of depends. Like, usually, like, upper management, people that aren't – like, vice presidents and presidents and stuff like that, mm-hmm. depending on the um, the structure of the company and the structure of the game and the project and all that stuff, like, there's, like, an executive producer that's in charge. But at the end of the day, there's always people above him mm-hmm. or her. Um So it's, it's, but I thought like, it's really as a producer, like you're not in charge of anybody and nobody has to answer to you Mm -hmm. at all. Like if you try to tell people what to do and they're like, eh, go fuck yourself. Like, guess what you're doing the rest of the day? Fucking yourself. So it's, it like, you, you really don't get to boss anyone around until you're in, like, once you become like a senior producer, then you just manage other producers but like really nobody, like you don't manage anyone. Like nobody has to listen to you. And you're just like, basically I say in, in video games, being a producer is just like herding feral cats. (laughs) Like you're trying to get people that you don't actually have any authority over to listen to you and to like, give a crap about what you say and when you go up to them and go hey i need you to do this like you know give me those tps reports by the end of the day like they have to go okay and go do it even Mm -hmm. though you actually don't have any authority over them whatsoever Mm -hmm. so it's kind of it's kind of tricky um Hmm. and then when they do dumb shit you still get in trouble for it like you're their boss but you're not you know so there's a lot of conversations about like well i told him to do it and he told me to eat Ah. shit so Nom nom nom. Like, what do you want? Um, no, no. Oh, so good. <laughs> like, mm, did you have peanuts? This is great. Corn.
0: Lovely. But yeah. So, producing? Yeah. So, I
1: got into production. Um, I've always been, like we were talking about before, like, I've always been an audiophile. Like, I've always been into music. Audio is always interesting. Um, And then within production, you can be like an audio producer or a voiceover producer. And a friend of mine was the director of, of the voiceover department at uh, Telltale when I worked there, so I was like, "Hey, man, let me like shadow you in my spare time." One thing led to another. I ended up being a voiceover producer there, um, and that was when I got into voice acting as well because he let me go in and do voices for some of the like small characters in a few of the games. And I was like, "Oh, this is dope!" So I just fell in love with voiceover and started doing just audio and voiceover, like primarily voiceover. But could you give us a voice? I, okay so that's the other thing too with voices like when with voice actors is doing voices is not like the number one skill in being a voice actor it's being an actor so there's a lot of actors that never do voices
0: let me put it this can you give us a character
1: I probably I don't know
0: any any just like any old character just like off the top of your head something you've done something that would be easy that you could just be like yeah I said this line 1,000 times in a booth once I could totally say it one more Uh, time
1: so okay so the weird thing about me in my voice acting career was i figured out real quick i was good at doing creatures Ah. more than actually acting so like Mm -hmm. i did like the first game i did was batman and i did like the background goons so you know there was a lot of like you know like yeah kick his ass (laughs) you know stuff like that (laughs)
0: yeah um
1: you know and then it's just varying degrees of that so that you don't sound like the same person, but then it was you know like the next one I did after that was Walking Dead, so it was like doing zombies and stuff, so it's like <laughs> you know shit like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then doing like the teeth chattering a lot, you know, nasty good, shit like yeah. that, yeah, um, weird stuff like that. Yeah, I did lots of weird creatures. Um, yeah, I've done a bunch of game, like a bunch of Korean games where like I was like basically the Korean version of Groot, but You didn't say, I am Groot, you just said, it was just like big tree noises, it's lizards, all kinds of weird. The
0: Korean version of Groot?
1: Yeah, kind of. It was, because it was for a Korean MMO, um, and it was like this big tree monster, and they were like, they tried to describe it as not Groot, and like described it as something else, and I was like, okay, cool, send me the sides for it, and when they, you know what sides are. What was Uh, its name? it it what didn't the name have of the creature it, it was like the um it was like creatures that you would fight as the character so there was like bunches of them it wasn't it wasn't like a dude like groot it was like bunches of them mm-hmm. um but it was like i don't remember it, you know it was like wood, wood man, tree monster guy or something you know but there was like a thousand of them so i had to do like you know tree monsters a thousand different ways it was ridiculous mm-hmm. oh god it came out very Grooty, though i'll tell you that <laughs> like when i saw the picture i was like that's fucking groot that's you're not you're not kidding screwed. anybody that's groot that's fucking Groot. That's
0: Groot. They were just like the fair use law says it's not Groot. Yeah, they're like <laughs> we'll just make his toe purple. That's and it's not, not Groot, Groot anymore. Yeah. I Definitely mean, not.
1: Like lizards. Um what did I do most recently? Oh, there's some weird like mobile game. I don't think I can It's a game that's been out for a while. But I think I'm under NDA and I can't say that I did the voices for it yet or something like that. But it's then don't <laughs> it's like this weird like arcadey type game. So there's no lines, but it's like people like you know, it's like the it's like the old like Mario style graphics, mm. just about you know, and they're like you know hitting each other. You know, it's like double dragon type shit. And, you know, it's like ah! so, yeah, it's you know, shit like that. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Like you know, like there was like a big boss like who looked like like, like a like a luchador, big big guy. You know, and he comes out, and you know, he taunts, and he's like, ha, ha, ha. "Shit like that, classic." Stuff. Yeah, lots of lots of creatures. So I ended up doing creatures.
0: That's pretty cool, though. A lot, yeah. Yeah, you got all that that down pretty well.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's whatever. It's whatever. It's, no, it's <laughs> no big deal, you know. I Just uh, I
0: whip it out when I'm asked to. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's, yeah, that's how I roll. That's Dan for you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, So like, you went from producing to producing voiceover right. and mm-hmm. acting in, in voiceover. Is producing voiceover that similar experience of going to your voiceover actors and being like, hey, I really need you to do this. And then being like, fuck you. Maybe. And then you'd be like, okay. And then at the end of the day, it's all on you regardless
1: no so i'd say voice producing voiceover is where it's its own little field because it's because it's so niche pardon me because it's so niche there's really like unless you work at a really big company like i was the voiceover producer for diablo 4 super big company blizzard Mm -hmm. obviously yep um like that team just the diablo team by itself had like almost 500 people when i was there Mm -hmm. um but, like, I was kind of off on my own. Like, I reported to a guy that had – he had nothing to do with audio. He had no background in audio or voiceover, nothing like that. They hired me because of my background in voiceover. So I was kind of just, like, left to my own devices. Hmm. Um, so I dealt directly with, like, the central voiceover department. So I was working with, like, the directors and cinematics people and stuff like that. Yes. So it was, it, was, it was a very different experience. Um, and I honestly ended up actually spending half my time – at least half my time there directing instead of producing because they only had one director um that was on staff and they did like contract directing but because i had a background in acting and directing and stuff before that they were just like oh anything that's below like principal characters if we have scheduling issues or whatever fuck it you can handle it like why pay a director a thousand dollars an hour when you're already on payroll (laughs) you know go in there so i ended up directing like I don't know, ten thousand lines or something like this, something stupid.
0: Yep, that's something stupid for sure. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it was yeah something something ridiculous. But I got to meet a bunch of really cool people. Got to meet a bunch of uh, uh, really 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 super talented um, super talented actors. Um, the game's not out, so I can't. I don't think I can mention any of those actors. But I mean, there's there's a few that I had worked with previous. There's there's one actor I had worked with previously at Telltale that ended up acting and directing. Uh, in Diablo Four, and he and I are still friends to this day. He's, oh. he's a pretty famous guy. Um, Coolness, but yeah. So I like I learned a lot of directing stuff for him. So when I have directing questions, I just like call him up, and he's he's you know he's kind of actually a big deal. The in master, yeah, he's he's a big deal. Like he teaches all. He's actually taught voice acting seminars in Reno. That's cool. If somebody wants to do like a little Easter egg treasure trail hunt and try and maybe reverse try engineer my hand find him.
0: I'll just ask. Uh, I'll ask Jeff Bentley. We had him on. Jeff Vaughn on one day yep. and he uh might know. Who knows? He's the only voiceover person I really know besides you. Yeah. Um I mean there are other people. There's like the, Cody Wyatt's doing was, a lot. I was gonna
1: say, honestly, if you're talking if you're talking voiceover as an actor. Yeah, there's there, yeah, Cody. I would say you yeah, he's probably Cody. Yeah, there's a couple not that like I, there Bentley's are others. Knows, but, he's not like a schlep or anything at all. Yeah, but no, no. Cody no. works. He's just really quiet about it. You have to like know him and know what he's doing and like stay on top of his stuff. He's really, really quiet about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like Bentley's more like. He's he's like most voice actor. He he self promotes kind of mm-hmm. a lot, which is which is a good thing. I mean as an as a voice actor. It's hard. You have to you have to hustle and he hustles. But like I mean Cody just his work ethic is is ridiculous. I don't know. Shameless plug for Cody Wyatt, but Yeah, no, no, he, no. his I've worked work with Cody. ethic. He like is his, his work ethic though, like it perfect. not as his friend, but like as a professional. I've I've directed him multiple mm-hmm. times. His work ethic is bonkers.
0: Dude, we yeah, I uh so I did the the Dylan Brown movie with him. The oh, Flop. yeah, yeah. That's right. And, yeah. So I did that with him. And yeah. it's like literally um, we have a scene that is an action scene. So I was basically like I got brought in as just somebody in the background Um, and okay. then got there the day of. And I went over to the makeup person and they put the giant like symbol of the cult on my chest. Okay. And it was very cold out that day. And I had like taken off my shirt and was like, it's fine. Like, oh, Poppers, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like. Even, even when it's, even when <laughs> he's <laughs> me like normally, like <laughs> I always, my nipples are always like coming out of my shirt. Like oh, people super. who know me from, from Whew. back in the day would be like, yeah, that's Cody. Um, <laughs> like I saw anyway, like around the door. Like, yeah. Uh, I took it off and then I Cody. found this little like bicycle that was in there. So, um, I ended up being more of like a featured extra. Like I didn't have, oh, mines, okay. Yeah. Yeah. but like in this first scene we were in, I started just riding this tricycle around <laughs> this place and I had this ax as well. So I was like, right. Like I basically, I was listed in the credits as shirtless lunatic. Anyway, whole reason I say this is because I did that whole thing and they're like, that's great. Yeah, actually we're going to have you in, um, in this fight with Cody. He's like, he's our knife guy. He's knife our knife guy. specialist. That was his character. I forgot oh, oh, what the character was. I yeah, was his, like, Cody White's, like, character's specialty was, like, being the knife guy. And he was, like, that cocky, like. Okay, yeah. Like, they're all, like, cocky, mercenary, 80s, like, cheesy goodness. Like, all that, right? Cheesy <laughs> goodness. That's basically what it was. So um, we had this scene where they had a guy come up and choreographed the whole thing. And, um, and then me and Cody did it and we went over it all day. And the thing is like, I'm an actor that I always want to go over it. That's my thing. Like I'll, I'll be like, cool. We could take a couple minutes and then go over it like for the billionth time. Is that cool (laughs) with you? You know, like if if you want to take a break, that's cool. But I'm, I'm very obsessive when it comes down to it. Yeah. And, um, and I'm just thankful that I had a scene partner like Cody to actually can go over it and make it look good. Um, because like when you watch the movie, it, that, that fight scene is clean as fuck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: I felt r- like, I don't mean to brag, but it actually, it, the, that fight scene is very clean and it, yeah. and it sucked to do as well. Cause it was like all on, um, we were in this place off fourth street. It was this old abandoned hotel. Oh, um, what was the name of it? Oh God. Oh, it's like herpes R S or something. Um that's it, yeah. yeah. Uh <laughs> no, <laughs> this it's, is what hepatitis uh, tastes like. I forgot what it was called. It's it's off 4th Street. It's an old place that's like pretty much like they're just a couple people who live there. Um live with there. <laughs> yeah, they with all their trailers and like like two Blue Lives Matter flags and that's it. <laughs> and like those those are the types of people okay. and they like roam around this Super property river. and like they kind of live in it. It it was a great set for a cult movie. Right. Yeah. It was great for that. that. Sounds like it. Yeah. Um, but I yeah props. Shout out to Cody. That's yeah, uh, the whole reason yeah. I Cody's said it man. was just like Cody. he he really did well. And I want to shout out if you if anyone ends up watching yep. that scene, um, he's a great scene partner, and he will he'll give you everything for sure
1: yeah he's he's one of the easiest guys to work with too like I, and that's the thing too is like you've had that experience with him as an as an actor. I've worked with him as an actor like a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I think the only the, I've only worked with him as an actor on like a couple of projects, and I think it was like off the top of my head I think like I had lines and he was an extra type of a thing. So like mm-hmm. we never like were you know what I mean like he was like sitting in like I think it was a desert shadows.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I like it was there was a bar scene and I had lines and he was like sitting at the bar. There was something else too, but like most of my, the 99% of my experience with Cody is as a director, even, even that the short film that Mm -hmm. we did, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. you know, directing him like, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I've directed him a ton in voiceover and Mm -hmm. he's so freaking easy to work with. So he's every time I get new projects, I call him another beer, please. Thank you very much. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're, uh, yeah, no. every, Every time I get projects, um, I always call them. Well that's how it works, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm always telling all my students so Oh like, yeah. Wait. Relationships are key. Networking, networking is huge. <laughs> yeah. Networking is everything. Well networking I, and, and having and being like being professional is so huge. Like when you get a gig, or not even when you get a gig, like every experience that you have with like a director or a producer or like anybody, especially on set, on set, huge. Um, Is you want to maintain those relationships And have good Because people remember shit like that And that's why I go back to Cody um, Every time You know Like there'll be times Where I'll I'll get a role And I'm like Fuck I want to give this to Cody But like You know I know his voice print Isn't right Or something Mm -hmm. like that You know what I mean Mm -hmm. So I can't But he's like the first name That comes up is, Is there something in this project That I can give to him because it's it's just gonna make my life a thousand times easier. Reliability, yeah, yeah, he's super reliable. I know he's gonna put the work in. He's got a, he's super easy to work with. Like mm-hmm. and, just, and that's there's there's a handful of people out there that I work with like that. Yeah, um, yeah, it's huge. So yeah, anybody getting into acting or anything, yeah, any anything, even like if you're a producer or you're, you know, a gaffer or whatever, it's it's those relationships are huge.
0: God, don't I know it? I hate it, but I don't. It's like I I like relationships that feel genuine. I'm all about this like genuineness. In my life, the last like year or two. And it's, I'm not saying that like I have relationships that feel ingenuine and I'm like still in them or something, but it's just like the ones that I want to cultivate are all the ones that I'm like, I sit down with the person and you just feel right. You know what I mean? You just feel like, and maybe that's what it is with with someone like Cody in your life, you know? It's just, uh, it's not even just that you know him so well, he's reliable. It's just that every time you're there with him it feels right yeah you know yeah. you're not going to have to put in that extra
1: little when he's not faking it like people you know what mm-hmm. i mean it's like you know they're just being them and like the, you know he's excited to be there and mm-hmm. he's gra- and that's the thing too is as much as he works he's still grateful for every project he gets mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. that's really hard to find there's yeah. not a lot of people that are like that got to be humble yeah the second the second you make
0: it and you stop doing the work that's when it all goes to shit.
1: Yeah, you know, and there's there's a <laughs> bunch of actors. I, w- I won't say who, but anybody who knows me and has had conversations with me about voice acting, there's, there's one actor, he's a big, big name in voiceover that's, he's like, when you meet him, he's very aware that he is who he is. He's so talented. Mm-hmm. He's so fucking talented, but he's kind of a pain in the ass to work with. I think
0: i might have heard a,
1: a story about this i don't know the
0: person i can't like i i don't know but um correct me if i'm wrong i heard you say a story about this person it's probably it's that yeah that's i what can't I'm say about. anything yeah yeah I don't, say, yeah I, I don't i don't want to trash the guy he's a sweet, even, he,
1: yeah, yeah. He, that's a, like i know i know him personally outside of mm, working mm-hmm. so like i don't want to like trash the guy he's gonna
0: find this podcast he's, yeah, gonna, he's not go gonna find 40 minutes the, in a, yeah he doesn't give a fuck
1: <laughs> he's got better shit to do i'm sure like count all his money. You never know. But you say that now. And he's yeah, gonna right. be like, I'll show you who does Yeah, right. He's fuck. gonna wake up one day and be like, I wonder what Dan's up to today. You mother <laughs> I Wonder what Dan's
0: Oh, he did a podcast. Let's, oh, he did a podcast. Let's just let's go 40, 40 minutes on. in, they're probably warmed up by then. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he would do. He wouldn't give a sh- and that's the thing he knows, he wouldn't give a shit about the first thirty minutes. He'd be like, I
1: wonder what he's talking about 40 minutes and two beers in. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh. I let it go the first four times you trashed me, but now you're fucked, pal. <laughs> You'll never work on Earth again. Um, So uh,
0: so you've worked for a lot of bigger uh, companies with video game production and yeah. voiceover work and stuff. I mean, so you have a – for anyone who can see it, he has Diablo 4 tattoo right there. You have yep. a lot of other tattoos. Do you have any other, like, video game tattoos from – from yeah. something you did, and you were oh, like, from I gotta. something I did. Um, I don't think so. What are, What are the tattoos you do you have on your your sleeves?
1: Um, you just go
0: through some of them. Well, let me put my
1: shit down. I'll, I'll grab that Yikes. for you. Yeah. You're a doll. Uh, well, this is like a whole a phoenix thing. It's a phoenix. A phoenix, and Rebors, then there's like the Grim Reaper up here, and then there's like a whole oh. like night cityscape thing with the horses and shit and there's like scars up there i've had a bunch of surgeries but um severed heads here anybody who are those heads speak no evil see no evil hear no evil so everyone else thinks it's three stooges i don't get are it are
0: they are they like specific people though no nope. actual heads They're no no, just no, no. the artist
1: the artist just free-handed oh, just wow. free-handed people um and i don't think any of them look like any of the Three Stooges in any way, shape, or form, but people are like, "Oh, that's the Three Stooges," and I'm like, "What kind of dick do I look like?" Also, their heads are clearly severed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and none of them are bald. Like, I don't know if anyone's seen the Three Stooges, but one of them is one quite bald, very bald, and very one bald, of partially bald. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, this is a chrysanthemum that is actually, if you get close enough, you can see the outlines. It's covering up Stewie. I had to do that. With, you can kind of see, like yeah, right here, I can, can kind of see like the, the pants stewie right there. Yeah,
0: yeah, the football
1: shape, yeah, the football, and then like right there, there's the red. Why, red is, why so you had suey, and why did you get that covered? I had to get that covered up because I was doing a bunch on camera when I was in LA, ah. so I had to cover it up for. Like copyright. They're like, "That's shit. a brand." Yeah, they were like, "That's stupid." Copyrighted. No, uh, um, there's uh, a bunch of roles I got that they had to put me in like these weird like members only jackets and shit to cover up my tattoos.
0: Hey Dan, we've got to
1: Greek your body
0: real fast. Um, <laughs> can you go over the gaffer so we can just cover you in tape? <laughs>
1: right.
0: It was funny actually.
1: Like I brought, I because I, I always had to bring like all different outfits and stuff to to set whenever I did stuff in LA and then there was one that I brought a bunch of stuff and because they saw the tattoos and they were like and I was like oh yeah I can put a jacket I brought a jacket I can put a jacket on and they were like fuck the jacket we're putting you in a tank top mm. and like I ended up <laughs> yeah. getting like a speaking line yeah. in this, on, it was on uh, Silicon Valley um, I ended Type. up getting a line I was there I was on set for like five days mm-hmm. and it was it was because all my tattoos were real like they had me play like a tattoo artist or something mm-hmm. it was weird. Mm-hmm. Legit. I was like okay <laughs> and I looked like a total douche nozzle in the whole thing Like, I was like walking around a tank top, like, yeah, bro, do your job, that's all you gotta do. Yeah, I was like, all right, they're like, just dance monkey, so I was like, Just dance for us. Yeah, dance monkey. Uh, Now, it's a bunch, this this one's all weird, random shit. Um, Felix the Cat, that's pretty dope, got that one for the sun, mermaid, got the straight edge. Yeah, no, I think this is the only, this is the only one I have for stuff I've worked on. Well... So this one the glasses was that's the logo for a video game company I was the lead producer at a bunch of years ago. I was a lead producer there for like 5 years. What's the the name of it? Dorkatorium. 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 Yeah.
0: What what um game is it that you worked on?
1: So I worked on a bunch but we didn't make our own games. We were like a vendor for other people. So mm-hmm. like they would hire us to like do stuff for their games like we had concepts for games we just didn't have the money to make our own games
0: do stuff like they would outsource you to do projects on games they were trying to finish yeah so
1: like sometimes we would do art sometimes we would do engineering sometimes we'd do the whole the whole thing it just depended like there was uh the one that that hosed us that actually ended up closing the company was because we made the entire game for this guy and then he wouldn't pay um and it kept the whole team busy it was this and and then he ended up taking all the the source files and releasing the game anyways, which was pretty fucked up. But it was called uh Racy Rivals, and it was basi- it was a it was like a, it was a blackjack game, like a you know, you sit in front of a computer and you play blackjack, but the dealer, every time you win a hand, the dealer takes off a piece of clothing and the goal is to get the dealer naked. Right? Okay. And it's and it's live. It's not like animated, it's it's live. So oh. he so he got the guy that made it, he went and photographed and filmed these actresses and models like mm-hmm. stripping and all this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, you can buy all these extra packs and you're like, Oh, she looks like she's got cool tits. I want to see that one. Like, yeah, it wow. was dope. It was pretty good. And not a cent was made. On and I did the not make a of cent. the people who actually yeah. made it. Great. Yeah.
0: Great. I love art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: That was super duper. Um,
0: I heard this thing the other day that was saying, I think it was a UK law. Mm. There's some law around art in the UK where it's like if the the art is resold, like at an auction or something, okay, that part of the proceeds have to go to the original artist. If oh, that's the, dope. If the actual like, say it was like a million dollars uh-huh. when it was first bought, and the artist got like a cut of it, and then like ten years down the road, it's ten million dollars, and they resold it for that ten. The artist would still get some of the proceeds. Oh wow! E- like because oh, they damn. made it in the first place, so they'd get that uppage. I heard that and I was like, "That's a crazy." So like every
1: time it changes hands, they get a piece. Yeah, they would get oh, a piece
0: awesome. according to like what it was worth. I heard that. I don't wow. know if that's
1: real, but um, that sounds like something the UK would do. I think.
0: Yeah, but it sounded like something that I was like, I gotta remember that because it sounded good to me. That's dope. I um, like
1: that. I like that
0: concept. Yeah. yeah, I like that. As an artist who's been fucked my entire life, mm. it sounds so refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's it's. It's funny, actually. That's a uh, what's 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 her noodles? Um, Kate Bush. She did that that song in the uh, the the newest season of Stranger Things. You know, I have it. Oh, I haven't seen, runnin', it. Runnin', oh, you I haven't seen it. Yeah, honestly, my gaps
0: of like things that I haven't seen and have seen are. Nice. Have you seen, like, the earlier seasons I've of I've seen stage? season one, which was the one that everyone was like, you have to see this. Yeah,
1: it's the best. Season four, the newest one, I think is better than season one. Is it's it, really Is it because good. they
0: brought out that villain?
1: It's I, I've really saw, dark. I saw
0: all the stuff of the villain that they brought out that was, like, the main villain. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. They finally...
1: Yeah. It's... they. They finally like in the new season they tie a bunch of shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like a bunch of shit that's like annoying and dumb from like season two and season three, and you're like, oh, but now it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it's also just really dark and just the way that they did it. I don't know. It's, it's just it's a really really good season. I think I enjoy it more than I than season one. Um, but there's a song that's very popular in in that in that uh, show. And the song came out in the '80s, like the early or mid '80s or something like that. And the Kate Bush, the 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 artist, she I I read somewhere that she made like two million bucks in royalties because people are like that song's badass, and they start like downloading it on Spotify and stuff. And she's like, now she she's like, oh, I wrote that shit forty years ago, and now she's like a millionaire again or whatever. You know what I mean? Like she just made all this money out of nowhere. I was like, that's so dope. Good for her. Yeah. Great. That's freaking awesome.
0: Love it. I. I can't. I just can't with like thinking on certain companies that have done certain things with art and yeah. gotten all this money, Mm-hmm. and then off yeah. uh,
1: of like somebody else's, off art. of yeah,
0: off of somebody else completely. And yeah, yeah. The, you just look at their life and it's like, and they just kind of
1: yeah. They're like, oh, I'll take that yoink died, and then yeah. penniless, yeah, <laughs> doing yeah. all the work. <sighs>
0: not good. Um. No, not a so fan. so, to backtrack. Um, uh, producer to yeah. VO producer right slash VO artist, director, right, what right. have yeah, you within yeah. all of that. Um, so you do all of that. Uh, where do you go from there? There's also film, which we haven't talked about. And I do know yeah. that you have a background in acting as well, which we haven't really talked about. So yeah. I, I feel like those might go hand in hand. I'm not sure with your <laughs> Background, but yeah, where was, where would you think you should start with either of those?
1: It, well, so it, it was always one of those things. Like, so when I got into VO and I got into, they kind of like piggy, like leapfrogged into each other. Was when I became a VO producer, um I just you know I kind of got into VO acting. Like he threw me in and gave me some roles because you know he's like, oh whatever, just go do it. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. But the idea was like, go learn, go take some like acting classes. Because as a VO producer, especially if you want to get into directing into acting, knowing more about the field, like hands-on, will make you better at your job. So if you want to be a better VO producer than the other VO producers, go get some experience as an actor because it will help you engage with the actors better. You'll be, like, more familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I went and did that and was like, this is awesome. I like this, you know, with VO. And then I started, you know, taking a lot of VO, like – you know one-on-one coaching and private lessons and classes and workshops and all this and i was like oh i'm just gonna do this on the side this is dope um and then my coach who's actually a pretty big voice actor um he that was when he told me it's like this whole mantra with voice acting is your number one skill as a voice actor is being an actor it's not doing voices great um and and then he was like if you want to be a better vo actor go take acting classes So it was like it started as I'm doing this one thing because I want to be a better VO producer. So I want to learn more about VO. And then in learning more about VO, I learned about being a a VO actor. And then in trying to get better at that, I tried to learn all these other different mediums of acting. And I I ended up just really liking it. Mm -hmm. And so I actually stepped back from production for a couple years and and did nothing but acting. And that's all I did was on camera and voice acting. And I I moved to L.A. and I lived in L.A. for like nine months. And all I did, I did on camera like ninety percent of the time, and did some voiceover stuff on the side. And I was, I was a full time actor.
0: Did you like L.A. though? The actual no, city? no, I did not at all. No, That's I don't, I don't like L.A. <laughs> I
1: like, I like L.A. better than like San Francisco. Like ah. so, like Northern California and Southern California, even within themselves, like they have their own little rivalry and they don't like each other. It's different cultures. I like the Southern California culture, um, just the state itself better than Northern California, but that's not to say that I would ever want to live there again. Like I only yeah. lived there because that was where I needed to be to do what I need, needed to do. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like it at all.
0: And then Northern California is just like, it's times basi- worse. basically like the South, but in California.
1: Kind. It's yeah. It's like the backwoods.
0: Yeah. It's not like the South, but I, it's just like, it's very rural in certain parts, Some parts, but it's yeah. like rural mountainous regions, of random, yeah. like, what-have-yous. I don't know. There's a certain part of, of Northern California for me that I'm just like, where are we? Because it doesn't yeah. look anything that, like the liberal, like, beach landscape of SoCal. Yeah, you know? you know,
1: that's actually the part of California that I don't mind so much. I lived in Placerville for a few years, which mm. is, like, you're basically describing yeah. Placerville. Yeah, yeah. Um, I lived there for a while while it was still, like, a pretty small town, and and I, mm-hmm. that part of California I like. It's just... Yeah um yeah northern california california as a whole i don't it's just because it's like i i feel like california operates on this on this theory that if you live here you're not allowed to have your money mm-hmm. give me your money i want all your money and i'm gonna tell you how you can spend what little money you have well left.
0: now those californians are coming and now everywhere they're all here. Else to bring their uh the word of their lord and savior california to us yeah that we're not supposed to have money.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, you can go fuck yourself. They,
0: they, they're just spread it. Yeah, I mean, it's everywhere. That's Reno now.
1: Makes me want to punch a baby. That's Reno, baby. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm so ready for San Andreas to just go crazy and just wipe that state out into the ocean. If somebody told me like, hey, that'll <laughs> happen, but the catalyst for that to happen is you have to be there and you're gonna die, I'd be like, peace. I'd be there so fast. I'd be like, you, you got would, a really fast you'd car. Do it. Oh, I'd be there in a hot second. I would give myself because I think it would make the world a better place. Um, I think <laughs> it might as well. <laughs> I think it might as
0: well. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it's it's this thing. Um, maybe it's just like a Nevada thing. Maybe it's, it's really not though. Maybe it's it's maybe it's a, a certain state thing. I know it's really not though. Maybe it's any state where Californians have made a mass exodus yes. within the last two years specifically. Yes. Yeah. Um. But it's, I yeah. think that Nevada may be the hardest hit because we're right here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. would agree with that. All the, all yeah. all those people in Texas, all those people elsewhere, they don't really know what it's like because it's like yeah. we're a hop, skip, and a jump away from. From the motherland, right? That's it.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're right. Well, and that's the thing is, so we've got all of the bee holes that have moved here and have completely changed everything about this everything. city's culture. Like the population has pretty much doubled in the past like five years. Mm-hmm. Our infrastructure is like they've done all of these like economic, like they've they've affected us economically very very severely like mm-hmm. our you know our freeways are not built to double the population in five years like mm-hmm. it, there's all of these things i could go on and on about all the shite that comes along with them they're being trying. here right they're but trying then to on top it. of that like you said they're right there so then we've got all the b-holes that don't want to live here but they, they still fucking come up here and buy everything all the time and then they buy everything and it's and it jacks the cost of living up i mean
0: that's the yeah. real thing is the cost of living.
1: That's huge, huge, huge. Like speaking as an artist who's lived here since I was
0: a teenager and having a bunch of other artist friends that like we need – we need just like to live, to survive. Yeah. That's it. Just to pay our bills. Right. And then to do our art. And it's like when it comes down to being in a city that used to be cheaper than Vegas to live in. Right, right. And now it's actually not. Right. Um. That's kind of crazy. It's yeah. kind of crazy, you know? This used to be a very cheap city to live in and now like yeah. I I have some pretty cheap rent, but I can't find people who have rent that's cheap it's like It's not mine. reasonable at all. All all the cheap here's gouged, all the cheap, all the rent here's <laughs> gouged for sure. Yeah it's
1: mm-hmm. it's stupid it's one well, and then and then it has this trickle down like you know like the homeless population has like quadrupled it's, or a, it's a lot worse yeah it's a lot worse
0: a oh yeah and then like the city doesn't know what to do with it because they haven't had it before
1: right they're like oh there used to be like George and Fred and Tom and Sally and now there's a billion of these motherfuckers like mm-hmm. you know what I mean like and we don't have services in place for these people we to don't help have them like we don't
0: have any infrastructure for any of that yeah
1: no and there, it's yeah and that's it's it's insane um and
0: the the right. worst part about
1: it that I've always thought is like this is the time of year where if you're homeless you're dead.
0: Yeah, it's I so I'm cold. really sorry. I like to be super blunt about it, but that's the truth. Like yeah. I I've ridden my bike all around Reno in the summer, uh, in the fall, close to the winter. I haven't ridden it in the winter, but like close yeah. to. And if you're riding under uh, a bridge, it's like slightly warmer. But yeah. I can't imagine. It wouldn't be comfortable. And uh, like if I was homeless, I would walk. I would start walking anywhere else like yeah. like a goose around the wintertime. I would yeah. go south. I would just get the fuck out.
1: Yeah. Well, no there was, I think about a year ago, there was a big push – I think it was like the mayor was like, we don't want homeless in downtown anymore. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and they were like, we got to get them all out of here. So they started pushing them out to the outskirts. And it's like, <laughs> well, then where do they go? And then there was like this big surge of like they're breaking into houses, like, you know, like construction sites and stuff like that where people mm-hmm. aren't living there yet. Like they're breaking in and squatting and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And people are like, oh, and, and they're they all mad. And it's types. like, well, what do you fucking expect from these poor people? Like, yeah, they're you know people. what I mean? Like they got put out on their ass. They had jobs. You know what I mean? They were fine. They were making it, and then all these California people came up here, doubled their rent. They can't afford to live anymore. Now they're out on their ass, and then you just keep pushing them out, pushing them out, pushing them out. Like they have to survive. Like it's, you know, it's like eventually, like survival instinct comes in, and they got to do yeah. what they got to do to not die, and you're shitting on them for that, and like that's not okay.
0: Uh, yeah. 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 And I've, oh, God, I, so I work at Soup in Midtown. Oh, yeah. And you want to talk about a place that's, like, a draw for homeless people. Oh, God. Like, we are the place. It's not a lot of homeless people, but I've worked there for, you know, three, four years. And over the course of time, it's just, like, there are homeless people who come in. And if it's this thing where, like, we're encouraged to give them some food. Right. Like, I can give anyone soup. Oh, nice. And I can give anyone, like, a cup of water or whatever. yeah. Um, but, like, after they show up a third time, that's when we start talking about what's going on.
1: Right. Yeah, because okay. it's,
0: it's this kind of thing where, like, you feed one somebody once, they become a cat, and they keep coming right, back. Right, 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 right. Right? Um, and it's happened a couple times. It's really unfortunate where it's it's been, like, you know, seven days in a row. And I'll yeah. give somebody soup, and then the owner has to come out and be like, hey – and then and they'll have they'll be so gracious. Casey and Christian at soup, they're so gracious. They'll be yeah. like, "Hey, can we help you get checked in somewhere? Can we help you like how can we help you? How yeah. can we help you move along?" Right, right. "What can we what can we do to help you?" You know, it's all that. And yeah. um and it's weird because it always kind of comes down to either they've tried to help themselves and right. they can't. Right. Um for whatever reason or they don't want help. They don't want. Right. Help. They wanted the soup. That was the help. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I'm glad I'm not homeless. I yeah. feel bad for homeless people. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I've met a couple homeless people that like, uh, you know, part of it. Excuse me. Part of it is circumstance. I think I've met one or two people who it was their choice. You know, but it's it would be yeah. like weird to see a demographic of like why people are actually homeless, because like yeah, you know there'll always be one or two people who are like yeah, I used to have a house and a wife and kids and now I just do this all day. Yeah, <laughs> there you know it's like but <laughs> heroin, you but know, heroin, yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh,
0: you know yeah, that's a big <laughs> thing.
1: Like I was in Portland, I think there's a huge community of like. I, I gotta be a dick And do it this way There's yeah. a huge Dude. community Of homeless people up there Yes Cause they're all by t- Like it's like Being homeless Or like It's like the gypsy lifestyle And they do it on purpose Yes yeah, And I'm like Fucking what That's Portland Like A A I'm like What mm-hmm. You know like That just makes no sense to me Like mm-hmm. You know That's like someone walking I'm going Yeah I got bored the other day So I uh you know drop my dick on the table and just smashed it with a hammer i thought that'd be great like you know it's like are you out of your fucking mind but also like could you imagine what somebody that's homeless here if like hearing that what they would think and they'd be like you can go like this is not like a glamorous thing like i'm freezing my tits off out here Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i'm starving to death and you're doing it because it's like it's like glamping for you like fuck Mm -hmm, off mm i don't know i can't that pissed me off i never i haven't been to portland since
0: portland's a weird place i've been there once or twice um i it was it was fun enough because it was you know it's very uh culturey you know there's a lot there are a lot of different things you can do and a lot of different types of people there and yeah i had a friend who went up there and um she was uh i think she was going on a booty call this is a friend who was just like who was like don't fuck in your own zip code cody told me that and i was like thank that's you. solid advice thank you so she went to portland um and i was like i wonder what you're doing up there uh right. and she because yeah,
1: herpes doesn't cross zip codes everybody, it doesn't everybody knows that
0: um so she went she went up there and uh she it was a very queer person and she was just like so enamored with mm. how you couldn't tell anyone's sexuality interesting anyone and she was just like i was they're just like men who i've talked to for like 10 minutes and i didn't know if they were gonna hit on me or just like hang out (laughs) and i was like okay whatever floats your boat if that's what if that's what you want and but it was like uh you know it's it's very it's that's a different culture for sure than if you were to bring that same person to like texas (laughs) you know like I just I think I think it's very no shit. it's very interesting to like see the United States you know yeah 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 you know and like both those places exist here yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's weird like yeah if you do like a cross section of the United States it's it's mm-hmm. extremely different there's no like one unifying culture in this country at all like a lot of places you go there's kind of like a general. Like oh, this is kind of the culture of that place. you know, there's like you know nuances in different cities or different areas or something like that. But like, there's a general like this place. This is the culture. Mm-hmm. That's not the case here at all in the United States. It's also a very big country. Mm-hmm. But yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Very well, different. half the time it feels to me more like it's just you know we should be countries. When you when yeah, you look at a map of so. like Europe. You know, yeah. and oh, you yeah. look at Italy, and it's like the size of one of our states, or even smaller than that. Yes, yeah, and it's a whole. Them, yeah. It's a whole country.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Texas and Alaska are bigger than most of the countries in Europe. Mm-hmm. Like you take away Russia, and it's like yeah, damn. Near you ever all see
0: them. one of those maps where they try where they put all the countries into Africa? Oh God, I think I've like seen. Like literally, those, yeah. Africa is just bigger than anything you can. Imagine, yeah, that's bonkers. Like, Africa is the one I'm, I'm, I Asia is the one, but like, you can fit Russia into Africa,
1: yeah, yeah, and it, it still has tons of room, yeah. You still got, yeah, you can cram some more shit in there, yeah,
0: you can cram a lot more in there. <laughs> um, uh, let, let's backtrack once again,
1: all right, yeah. So, uh,
0: so acting, film, you got into some classes, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you had some roles, you lived in LA for nine months, um. Where where did you go from there? Why did you move to Reno? Why are you in Reno? Um, and what are you currently up to? What are your goals um, going forward? Uh, we we made a film. Yes. I don't know what happened with that, but uh, I'll it's, throw that I haven't in. D- there.
1: I'm, I'm not done editing it. It's being edited. Yeah, for um, like nine months.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't
1: touched it in probably four months. Things happen. Yeah.
0: Understood um but uh where where are you going what yeah those that was like three four
1: questions yeah yeah um so i had a bunch of family move to reno while i was in the military so when i got out of the military cuz i was used to bouncing around i was like i kind of have i'm like you know a man with no country type of a thing mm. um so i just moved to reno cuz that's where people were um so i just i just kind of ended up here by happenstance um and i've always, i've left and come back a bunch of times um like working for different game studios and stuff like i would leave and then something would happen with the studio i'd come back this was kind of always been like my home base um so like when i went to la i was here i was doing classes here i was acting here moved to la did that and then um some stuff happened there and then i was like yeah i don't you know i don't know if i really want to do this full time um i you know i never got into acting to be an actor like forever. I wasn't like, oh, this is going to be like my life's pursuit to su- supplement your right. Your it was VO. yeah, it was kind of like to supplement other things. But I ended up really liking it, and I just kept getting roles. So mm-hmm. I just I just rode with it. Um But then uh, yeah, some stuff went down. I couldn't stay there anymore. Which I which I lucked out because I ended up coming back in what was that December of 2018 and then covid kicked off in like february of 29 so i i like just missed the covid thing and i was like oh thank god i came back when i did because la was a shit show yeah after that like it was a mess so i'm glad i'm glad things kind of happened when they did um and then i like i've done a, a random project or two since then but um you know i, I think while i was acting i kind of just you know I was always kind of like watching people on set and seeing what they did and getting to know people and kind of learn in different parts of the industry and With my background in VO, I was like, ah, you know, I I was like, I could see myself being a director. Let me give that a shot. And I had directed like a little bit of VO at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like, okay, with my acting experience, let's go direct VO. And that was kind of what I did. I'm trying to remember exactly what I did. Yeah, I mean, COVID kicked off. So there really wasn't a lot of anything going on. Like everything really shut down. Like a lot of VO, film, TV, you know, everything basically shut down. Um, I ended up just to. You know, make money and pay the bills. At the time, I ended up getting back into casino surveillance because um, uh-huh. the casinos were still open for a time. Yes. Um, and then even even with COVID, when everything shut down because of gaming laws, because there were machines and money and yep. stuff on the property, mm-hmm. surveillance still had to work.
0: Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember driving past the Pepper Mill. And, you know, you'd always, if you go, went past at a certain point, you see some random guy just driving just around walking the property or whatever, and it's just like, yeah, they're probably like 10, 20 guys any given time in that yeah. building, just doing security, big building. It makes sense, too, because, yeah. you know, so many squatters could, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. How many squatters do you think you could hide in the pepper mill? Oh, God, I couldn't even imagine. Oh, my God. Just, like, let them let in like it's yeah. a Mr. Beast
1: video. and just, It was crazy. Just
0: let them hide, you know?
1: Yeah. Like, I like I was in surveillance at Harrah's, um, and they boarded up the windows and the doors, yeah. except for one door that the employees would come in and out of. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was, every, you know, any given shift, there'd be, like, three or four dudes on security and one person in surveillance, and that was it. So when I worked in surveillance, I was on my own.
0: R.I.P. Harris, yeah. <laughs> uh, camera the ba- the camera battery died, but we're back. R.I.P. Harris is the last thing that we all remembered yeah. uh, a second ago. Um, anyway, so uh, <laughs> kind of just to uh, to wrap this up a little bit and to just touch on a few things. Do you have any social medias or anything anywhere mm-hmm. that could people could find you if they wanted to see like. Stuff you worked on or stuff you're posting or or
1: anything um, like that. I don't really think so. I so I I I'm really like anti social media. The only social media I have is Facebook. Um, most of my stuff is private on Facebook. I don't I don't ever post anything or whatever. But if you wanted to reach out to me for anything, if you have like VO questions, you want to shoot the shit hockey, production, anything like that. Like I'm always down to chat and help people out. Like that's a big passion of mine. Is like if you're trying to get into the industry, especially VO or audio because i've got experience with everything in audio um like i've i've built studios i've worked in acoustics i've been an engineer a director producer like anything in audio you name it i've done it um so if you have stuff with vo audio anything like that um you can find me on facebook everything's pretty much private but you can send me a message and i'll respond to it um the creepier the message the better the more likely and quickly i will respond to you
0: creepy messages are good yeah
1: creepy messages like if you just send me like just a picture of yourself doing pedophile face and then a message i will 100 percent get back to you pedophile face could you give pedophile me, oh i can, can 100 percent do pedophile uh, face is the camera <laughs> looking at me right now you gotta get uh, this i'm sure it is yeah, where's my face is it right here oh yeah right here okay good hold on i gotta That's
0: pedophile. Face. I'll I'll look at that later. Look at that later. That'll haunt your dreams. I'll look at that later. You <laughs> yeah, know, I like, oh God, so I had so I had the script and uh, I put the word <laughs> I put the word pedophile into it. Awesome. Um, and it was a joke. It was is around a joke, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in giving it to certain people, I gave it through you know the rigmarole
1: right, right. Of, uh,
0: of drafts and like certain people were like, yeah, it's funny, and then other people were just like, why are you bringing up pedophiles? And I was just like, I feel like. You know, I can't uh, with those people, I'm just gonna bring it up. It's not like there's a pedophile in the script. It's not like this right. is fucking, I'm not promoting it. it. This isn't the butterfly effect. I don't have like a character that's just like, Hey kids, let's make a, a video yeah. in my basement and traumatize <laughs> yeah. every, every one of these it's fucking 13 like, year olds watching. Oh yeah. There's a, there's that a was me at 13, by of... the way, when I watched b- butterfly effect, but oh, that's great. I, I digress. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, the conversation was like there's a guy crying and then there's this like teenage girl, mm-hmm. you know. Um and he's crying cuz his sister has been shot. Right? Okay. And this teenage girl is the same age as his sister. And he is the one who like pre- he didn't shoot his sister, but he, he is it's his fault his sister got shot. Okay. So he's he sees this girl and he's like getting lost and he starts crying more. Every time mm-hmm. he looks at this girl he just starts crying more. Okay. Right? And then at one point, he's just like looking at her and zoning out. And she's like, hey, can you stop? Can you stop staring at me? It's really fucking creepy. <laughs> like, if you're a pedophile, please keep it to yourself. I, I don't want that. <laughs> and then the guy's like, oh, "I'm," he's like, look, kid, I'm not making, I'm not like wanting you to feel weird or awkward yeah, or anything. Yeah. And I'm not a pedophile. And then she's like, just some advice. Like, people who, who aren't something usually don't have to say they right, want yeah. That thing. So, like, for your future pedophile adventures, please don't <laughs> go around and say <laughs> yeah. you know. So it just keeps going yeah. on that, and then yeah, yeah, eventually yeah. they get off it. And it was like it was weird because some people I sent this to said nothing, and then other people they said something, but it was just about the mention of pedophile. I and and like I really dug deep into like thinking psychology wise, what does this mean? Right. And I think realistically is like. When it got to the third day and I found creepy stuff by thinking in the third day, I was like, well, this is so far removed from me. Yeah. I had to think for three days to get to the creepy stuff about this. Like I was just using right. it as a joke, as a as yeah. a way to to show that this girl is um incapable of showing emotion as well. She's deflecting. Right, right. Constantly deflecting. What, you're crying? Pfft, pussy. Like she says that. <laughs> she says that at some point. So I did change it in the script I changed it it still works I changed it to the word
1: bitch so she's just you, you know, know but there's people that will have an issue with that there there are that's funny actually today I apologized for using that word given all the words that are in my like lexicon on a daily basis I I it was in a in, it was a group of, of females mm-hmm. and I I said I said I was talking about another guy and I was like I ah, don't be a bitch and then I was like, I don't know a couple of these people super well. And mm. for some people, that's like a super trigger. Worry. And I was like, mm. oh, I'm sorry if I offended anybody. And they were all like, we're hockey players. Shut up. So mm-hmm. it was fine. But yeah, no, I get it. It's, yeah. yeah. I know. What you mean. It's like just the, the me mention wrote- of the word is too much for some people. Mm-hmm. And my response is go fuck yourself.
0: Yeah. I, you know, and it, it's also that like this script, it can't, it comes back to that joke. Right. right. They They come back to it later on. And it makes sense because uh, in their conversation, it's all about crying and stuff. And it's one point the girl's like – the guy's like, can you cry? And the girl's like, I can cry. And the guy's like, no, you can't. And she's like, yeah, I can He's like, no, you're doing that fucking thing. It's like, what <laughs> thing? It's like, that thing when you say – you know you don't have to say it. You're doing it. You're saying right, right. That you so you can't.
1: Right, right, right. And so yeah. like
0: it kind of comes full circle in a way. It's still funny with it being bitch, but it, it's just weird because like – I don't know. I, like growing up on the internet – Growing up on the internet, uh, pedo was always like keyword.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Pito, Key I mean. phrase on 4chan. Got to yeah, you got to watch, yeah, watch slash after memes.
0: Them pedos, they're everywhere. Is. Peter bear's gonna I come and that. get you.
1: Grew up on memes. Memes. I was well into adulthood when memes were created. I remember the internet starting. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I remember part of it. I remember it was like, hey, you there's this more? new thing you should try out. Oh, what's that? Oh, it's this thing called the internet. Like, I grew, up, I grew up in a time when it was the internet. Not internet or web or wi- Wi-Fi. <laughs> Fuck Wi-Fi. Jesus. Yeah. That was Star Trek shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, Jesus Christ. The internet. When when, like when you could Facebook. say the World Wide Web and not get punched in the face, mm-hmm. that was the time I grew up. Like, now if you're like, I'm on the World Wide Web today, like, you're 100% getting hit in the face mm-hmm. by somebody. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like somebody from Portland is going to beat you up. They're going to find you. That's how nerdy it is. On they're the g- World Wide Web. Yeah, they're going to be like in their tent, asleep, like a gypsy, and be like, "What's good about Portland?
0: What's good about Portland?" Is voodoo there, are voodoo there, donuts. Voodoo donuts. There's good oh, food. 100 percent good food. Oh my god, that there's was like good
1: food. That was uh, that was like hair on to me. Yeah,
0: there's good food. I I do I feel like uh, I personally like queer culture. I like I love queer culture. Queer culture. I have a lot of queer friends. And I would like to see the queer culture of Portland because I think mm. that would be fun. Um, and I think that, like, culture-wise, there's probably a lot of stuff like that. But, like, yeah. because of that culture-wise, that, that openness of culture, you yeah, get yeah. people – like the uh, the vagabonds, the heroin vagabonds, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that all have like two hundred million dollars in crypto or something. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and just yeah, like they're like I'm chilling. They're just like, yeah, <laughs>
1: whatever. I'm just getting high on the street, yeah, doing I whatever. I can't with some some people's kids, dude. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't with some people's kids. Some people raised them bad. I yeah. Like did your mom not shake you enough? Like what the fuck is wrong with you? This is America, man. America. You can choose to shake your baby if you want. That's freedom. That's That's like the Nineteenth Amendment or something like that. No, that's like suffrage, isn't it? Fuck. I picked up That is suffrage. I pulled that number out of nowhere and it just happened to be suffrage. That is suffrage. Well, I I would say This is what getting cancelled looks like. uh,
0: you know, I would say the, (laughs) the best part about that though. Um, for anyone who's thinking, "Oh, cancel Dan Bailey," don't because not only did he pick the Nineteenth Amendment out of nowhere, he knew what it was, and, and the corrected. percentage of people who know that, yeah, how like many, I'm how pretty certain, dudes,
1: how many straight white dudes I'm, would
0: know that? That I'm pretty fast. certain that the Nineteenth Amendment really is suffrage
1: suffrage yeah look it up i'm 85 sure savage. that that's true i'm pretty yeah? certain that it is the more we're talking about it the more confident i'm getting which means i'm going to be wrong
0: maybe i'm just hyping you up maybe i, I think so be, yeah because yeah. i'm also very confident on this i
1: feel pretty good about it
0: yeah i'm gonna i'll, I'll bet
1: five dollars i'm not betting against you no I'm, one would if be, i was betting no against you bet i me. would be betting that i'm an idiot yeah
0: <laughs>
1: you're an idiot you're an idiot you're, yeah, you're right.
0: Good job. Nice. Nailed it. Dan Bailey, feminist. That's what we should leave you with tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Dan Bailey is the face of feminism. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Remember that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, is there anything you'd like to leave us off with? Anything? I, I know that. Uh, so. Just to throw it out there, Dan has many projects that we haven't necessarily talked about. All of them. Yeah. Uh, this man sends many signs, many NDAs. So, like, Lots, when we're oh speaking goodness, about like his past and games. past things, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I made this game and this game years and years ago." Those are the things he can talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think and- the most,
1: yeah, the most recent game. That, I, that I've worked on that I can talk... And I've worked on, like, 15 games since then. But the most recent one that I can talk about is I was the voiceover producer for Diablo 4, I think. I mentioned that earlier, but... You they did, sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. it just... But it, it's getting hyped right now because I think it was, like, yesterday they announced the launch date for it. So there's, like, a bunch of hype behind the game right now. There was the, the video game awards, I think, were, like... I think it was, like, the day before yesterday or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they did... I think it was, like, Halsey did this big, like, you know, singing number with, like, the... Lilith, the demon, the main, the mm-hmm, main villain mm-hmm. in the game, but it was pretty cool. Um, so now we actually can like I can talk a lot about it.
0: There's there's one person I know. Um, there's one person that I know that uh, that does um,
1: yeah
0: that does. Uh, <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, I did. We, yeah. we can bring that up in a, se- in a second if you want. I 100% um, forgot about that. Uh, yeah, we'll bring that up. There's one person that I know. Um, I don't. I think I can say who this is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say the name of this person, the full name. Shout out Haley. Mm. Shout out to Haley. Mm-hmm. If you're watching this, Haley, you're great. Love you. Um. Anyway, Haley is this uh this really dope makeup artist that I right, know. Right. Yeah, I know. Uh, out of Vegas, mm-hmm. and uh, she does all. She's done stuff for E3, and oh, like yeah, The yeah. mo the the biggest thing that I've seen her do video game wise was uh kratos oh she she did like the actual guy who did who was kratos at like e3 a couple years ago yeah who was not the model who doesn't have that beard she showed me a picture of the guy who he had a chin beard that was like on either side like this so she actually had to insert
1: the middle part of his beard yeah yeah Um, who he's that so yeah that guy is not the voice actor though no i saw the voice actor he's a, a
0: black guy right Big, big black guy. Big black
1: dude. And, and he, he looked is dope. A, he is a fucking sweetheart. He looked really dope. Like, he he looked like a cool individual. He for is. Sure. I've I've met him a couple times. His name is Christopher Judge. He is an absolute sweetheart. Mm-hmm. He's, like, one of the... He's very much, like, gentle giant. He's a mm-hmm. big dude. Like, he's intimidating physically. Like, I'm 6'1", 2'15", like... And he, I'm like, Jesus, fuck. He's a big boy. <laughs> How tall is he? Uh, I want to say he's 6'3". 6'3 or 6'4, but he's God just, damn. he's just big, he's, he's just a big boy, like, mm-hmm. he's just got a big frame, like, there's a lot of mass to him, he's, like, gentle, giant, like, he's just such a sweetheart
0: When you hear Kratos, you definitely can, like, envision him
1: Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. It's fun- It's funny, actually, historically, it's, it's, th- and this is kind of the cool thing about voice acting, is, is you know, Kratos, it's been the same guy through the whole series, yeah. it's this dude from Greece. You know, olive. I guess would be the complexion. Uh, is yeah of Greek, white-ish, Greek people. White-ish dude. It's yeah, like white little little tanner. Olive. Yeah, yeah, olive mm-hmm. color. Yeah, yeah. There's been two actors to voice that character, and mm-hmm. both of them are black. Yeah, both mm-hmm. of them are black guys. They have they have the right voice. They got the. Right, I mean, Christopher Judge. Christopher Judge, the guy that originally did Kratos, he did a really good job. But the new one, uh, Christopher Judge, he's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like I try to do his voice. My son loves it. He thinks it's great when I do it. Like I've just been I've been watching all
0: the uh, just people play Twitch of the new. The new game, uh, God of War.
1: It's so good. It's really good. It looks like, really I'm good. I've, like I think I've watched
0: here. the Thor fight at least like three or four times. Yeah, it's really good. And the Odin fight. Like, they're all good. Uh, all, all that stuff is
1: just they picked very. Great, great actors for both of
0: those games. Very characters cinematic. Well. I enjoyed it, actually. I enjoyed their pick for Odin because the thing is, that's yeah. not your traditional Odin whatsoever. No, 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 not at all. Neither is the Thor, to be honest. Like, both of they kind of. Like, Thor, mm. yes, big, but like. When you think of Chris Hemsworth as well, you, Thor, think hemi, yeah. you you put like this big jacked like cut cut right, dude right, right. next to the Thor that they're presenting who is like um portly. He's portly, yeah. But yeah, I yeah. mean like there's something more menacing, there's something more powerful about that to me. Yeah. Um yeah.
1: It's some... funny because the actor is he's he's jacked. He's jacked. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's like he's like hemi jacked. He's he, yeah, he looks good, yeah. Yeah man he's a good looking guy um, the, uh yeah the guy that plays odin is i'm trying to think of the thing i've seen him in most recently i know who you i'm brain farting i know who he is. he's is. Yeah. he been in a ton of shit yeah he's no a really I, good I
0: recognize the voice i couldn't i couldn't picture it off off the top of my head but uh, for me he like in that
1: show ballers i don't know why that's the first thing that comes to my mind if you've ever seen ballers it's on HBO uh at the rock?
0: dwayne dwayne the rock johnson yeah yeah so like so dwayne seen it now. yeah
1: so the rock and rob cordry um they work at that like talent or like the management agency, the guy that owns that agency—that's the voice of Odin.
0: Yeah, that—that's the other thing. Is like the Odin to me normally would be like like an Anthony typ- typical
1: guy. like older,
0: yeah, yeah, older. wise, wise. That's the thing, right? Wisdom, Odin,
1: wisdom. Yeah, this guy was more like sneaky.
0: He, he's more a Loki vibe.
1: Yeah, like yeah. he had a
0: he had a Loki Loki vibe, but like I liked that because yeah. Odin is like. Thor and Loki's father, so yeah, like yeah. you can kind of see, and also he like bullies the fuck out of Thor in that game. Like he's <laughs> yeah, always like he shitting does. on Thor, and I'm like, damn, he does. Like, yeah, he rips God. him apart. Pretty good. Oh my God! Yeah, so uh, very well done. I keep watching all that stuff on on Twitch. That's that's really really good shit. Amazing. Um, amazing uh, There was something that you just wrote down a moment ago, so I know what it was. (laughs) Uh, uh, I don't know what it is, but I'm just gonna say what it was. Can I say what it is? Yeah.
1: Do you? you And yeah. Uh... What do I say? How do I say this? So the one in the big the biggest one i can say the, the other one ones that's I physically say. biggest i don't know what she's talking about with the other two
0: okay cool fuck the other two so uh what is oh i know what you're talking about I what is what, about. what is emmy what emmy emmy
1: yeah so like uh, the emmy award yeah no, so i was an audio producer on an animated film on netflix called gogo Corey carson that was nominated for an emmy this year dope congratulations yeah thank you so yeah. I think we're supposed to know in the next couple of days. So I didn't I didn't go. I wasn't invited to go um to the actual ceremony. The guy that owns the studio that I work for, um he's down there. Um and I, he he left like yesterday or today. So the the ceremony it's the the Emmys are in the next couple of days. So I should know in the next couple of days if I got it. I don't know i don't know so i'm Emmy nominated right now in the next couple of days i'll know by the time this airs i will know if i won or not i don't know so imdb Finger, i guess. fingers crossed IMDb, I ha- yeah, imdb i'm on imdb yeah dan bailey
0: yeah i'll put that up there imdb yeah, yeah. um he has
1: a facebook we've said that yeah facebook imdb that's pretty much the only place that's, to find that's it All yeah, yeah. do you
0: have any like short films or anything you put on youtube Ten years ago, that you're just like, oh no, yeah,
1: no, I've only, I've actually only directed, um, I've only directed one thing, which mm-hmm. I haven't even finished editing yet. Mm-hmm. That'll be out. That'll be Teensy Leader. Mm-hmm. That'll be sending that over to you guys. Um, yeah, no, nothing really. I, you know, I've done like, I've, I've voiced and produced pretty much every Telltale game since 2017. So, yep. ba- Batman, Guardians of the Galaxy, Two Walking Deads, second season of Minecraft. Some stuff like that, yeah. A bunch of those. Yeah, Diablo 4, that's the biggest one that's out right now. I didn't do any voices there. I didn't get to voice. But, yeah, I directed and produced. But that. you heard them all. And they'll haunt your dreams. Yeah, some of it was pretty intense. Do you
0: play Diablo 4?
1: Well, it's not out yet. It doesn't come out until May. Or June. Was, isn't June. it isn't like Diablo... Is Diablo 3 that's out? Diablo 3 has been out since 2011. Forever. Yeah, it's been out since 2011. Mm -hmm. So Diablo 2, they did a Diablo 2 remastered that just came out last Mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. Or earlier this year, pardon me.
0: Trying to think. So think. Diablo Four, their release is is the newest Diablo. Their that's releasing. the newest one, yeah. And yeah. there's no expansion packs for it at this point. It's not even out yet. It's not. It doesn't yeah.
1: come out until June. Yeah, they they just announced like in the past couple days that it comes out in June Day. of next year. Yeah, so it's like loved, six months.
0: Love Diablo Two.
1: Love Diablo Three.
0: Didn't play as much Diablo Two, but to be fair, when Diablo Two was out, I was a teenager, <laughs> and I had all the time in the world. To just keep going, <laughs> and yeah. Diablo Three, it's just like you know you play through once, and you're at the top level, uh, you you beat it all, and it's just like oh, do you want to play through again as the monk? And I'm like, do I really want to play through, yeah, do through I, again do as the monk and and do all the same moves and do the exact same thing just to get like better armor and stuff or play as. Something else this time. And then you play halfway through as the witch doctor, and you're like, I'm done.
1: And <laughs> you're like, I'm good. I'm good. There's people that are super in- – I mean, they're still they're, – it's weird. That game has been out for like 11 years, and they're still releasing content for it. There's it's a very great small team at Blizzard that still – they still do like the seasons. They're in like season 50 or some nonsense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. I believe it. Those, I like that game. I mean, as it's – I honestly – Maybe I'll just leave it off on – this is the last thing we'll say because we keep <laughs> we keep being like, oh, we're going yeah, to end it. Yeah, we're going to end it. There's a South Park episode. I say this too often. There's a South Park oh, episode. Yeah. Well, there is for everything. And um, it's it's one of my favorites, and it's the one about the uh, the phone games. The phone games. So Canada makes a phone game for Fer- Terrence and Philip.
1: Oh. And Stan yeah. downloads it
0: on his phone, and then they kind of start describing like – the strategy behind phone games yeah. where it's like it's just fun enough for you to keep clicking and doing stuff. But it actually isn't fun enough to just keep playing right. without buying these coins that are like you have to purchase them in right. real life Yeah, yeah. type coins. I was going somewhere with this. Completely forgot it. I'm immersed in South Park
1: now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll my, my brain started going down the South Park you rabbit know what I
0: mean? hole. And... Yeah, no, 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 I'll, I'll watch this back and oh, I'm going to feel like a dumbass. Like, so I'm going to be like, oh, oh I know, I'm going to have that Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm like, oh,
1: <laughs> that's it. Um, There's a reason I was bringing that up for sure. I'm sure, I don't have a doubt that there was, yeah. Paywalls? I don't know. You got me, sir. Me too.
0: I don't know. (laughs) must not matter. It must not matter. I just think it's a brilliant episode. Um, I don't know. Oh, I remember what it is. Fuck yes. Uh, Okay. So there's a part in the episode where they describe that, like, it's basically a model that is very similar to, if you've seen the movie Super Size Me, where they talk about super heavy users. Yes. Uh, Like... Yeah, they talk about like heavy users and super heavy users and mega super heavy users. (laughs) And so it's like I – if I recall correctly, one of them is like you eat fast food like once a week. And one of them is like you eat fast food two to three times a week. And then mega super heavy users is like you eat fast food every day. and multiple times a day. Multiple times a day. Right, and so Fuck. it's the same thing for uh, the video game in the Terrence and Phillips yeah. South Park thing. They're actually not trying to market their games to people who are going to pay twenty dollars once for coins and then delete the app. Right, they're going for the mega heavy users. They're going for those people who are going to drop ten k. Right, because all it really takes is one person dropping ten k mm-hmm. for you to be successful. You don't need 100 yep. people to drop $100. No, no. You need one person to yep. drop it as much that's, money it, as possible. That's 100%
1: the, the mobile I, one the When I first got into production, I worked in mobile. And that's that's a model, and I learned it in grad school too. As they say, like seventy to eighty percent of the revenue generated from a mobile game comes from twenty to thirty percent of your users. The vast majority of your users never spend a dime. It's the top twenty percent of your spenders that account for most of the vast majority of your revenue.
0: And yeah. Um, and yeah, that kind of brings me back to like you know uh, that demographic, that 30 percent. Mm-hmm. That's who's still playing Diablo three, and yeah. that that 100%. that's why they're in the fifty. 50th season with a small select team. A team that's big enough to supply that 20, 30%. It's like 10 That are still like, like, it's really small. Those people who are just
1: like really jacking it to Diablo 3. Yeah. It's like one producer, a handful of artists, and a couple of programmers, and that's it. I I won't
0: lie. I played Diablo 2 like once Diablo 3 was out. I went back and played Diablo 2 a couple times, the expansions, loved it. Fucking. Yeah, it's a great game. Whole thing. Great game. Fuck Ball. B A A. L yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah Bail Bail yeah Bail. I always thought it was cra- that crazy video where he like to fucking explodes the person in the beginning
1: oh yeah yeah I was like
0: oh sick <laughs> teenage me was always like oh this is so cool even though it's like the crappiest graphics ever, but you're just like, yeah.
1: I mean, relative to Diablo one, it was (laughs) cool.
0: Well, relative to anything that came out. Yeah.
1: 10 years, two years before,
0: I mean, like it's going to be astronomically different. Um,
1: Is there anything else that you want to plug? Anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm good. No, I feel like I blew smoke up my own ass enough for a little while.
0: Well, uh that was Dan Bailey. If you wanna contact him, if you're interested in voice over anything, voiceover yeah. extraordinaire. If you have questions about sound, as he said when he came into the studio, he's an audiophile. Mm-hmm. Um and if you if you just are looking for a good time, just say, Hey Dan. <laughs> how you yep. doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Yeah. He also has a Craigslist profile. They don't really give those out to people unless they have enough traffic, but I'm sure you can find him on there. It's pretty easy.
1: Yeah. Just Google the shocker.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just Google it. Google images specifically will probably yield the best results, I find. Google images, the shocker. The shocker. In use. Probably would get you a better. Anyway, that's it for the podcast. Hope my mom's. Not watching this one, but she probably is. She watches them all. Hi, Mom. (laughs) Uh, Cassie says hi, too. She just went like this. (laughs) Uh, Love you all, and uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you, man. Until next time, au revoir. Bye.
1: (laughs) That was great. That was awesome. Thank you very much. 97 minutes. Holy shit. Yeah, like
0: two of those, three of those were probably us. Fiddling around with stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it was running
0: the whole time.